Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 94.5 KSTP FM, St. Paul, HD2, and on scorenorth.com. Are we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. With the sixth pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Phoenix Suns select Jarrett Culver from Texas Tech University. That was on ESPN last night in their NBA Draft coverage. We had our own NBA Draft coverage right here on Score North. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami. Mackie list today, so it's just Judd with Rami. We got Declan on the other side of the glass. Danny Cunningham, our Wolves reporter, he joins us at 420. We'll write down predictions and go over predictions we've written down in the past coming down. Coming up at 5 o'clock with Write That Down, and we'll wrap with Royce. Patrick Royce joins us at 540, as he does every day, Monday through Friday, here on Mackey and Judd with Rami. That was the culmination of a wild day yesterday in the NBA draft, and a wild day for your Minnesota Timberwolves in particular, and Gerson Rosas' first draft as the president of Wolves basketball operations. They came into the day with the 11th pick, Judd. They uh, apparently, reportedly, according to multiple sources, attempted to move up to the four spot, failed in those attempts in trade talks with the Pelicans, who were insisting on Robert Covington coming along with the number 11 pick to move into that spot, then failed to move into the five spot where the Cavs were picking, ultimately deciding on a trade with the Suns to move to number six, giving up 11 and Dario Sarge to get into that number six spot and then selecting, as you just heard there from NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, Jarrett Culver out of Texas Tech. Your thoughts, Mr. Zelga? Um, so the the Culver pick, actually, in some of the stories that I looked at today, the grades, the immediate grades, of course, that now come out after every draft because we got to grade the draft right away. Got to grade it right away. Uh, the Culver pick, uh, ESPN and somebody else that I saw uh, liked it. Now, I heard some fa- some of the fan reaction was not as good. I am not going to pretend to judge this thing because we don't know. We just don't know. Uh, when when our show came to a conclusion before your uh, Raised by Wolves draft special last night at 6 o'clock began, we were pretty convinced that they were going to take a point guard. It was either going to be Kobe White of North Carolina or Garland, and he obviously went uh, fifth to Cleveland. My feeling is from just ha- having talked to uh, Danny today and then uh, going through stories by guys like our friend uh, John Krasinski 
of The Athletic and uh, Chris Hine, Jace Frederick uh, of the Star Tribune and Pioneer Press, respectively, as well, is that it sounds like they really had Garland earmarked as their guy, and they couldn't get up high enough to get him, and that they did not want to give up Covington in the trade that you mentioned, potentially, to get up to four with the Pelicans. And so I guess my question is, was inability to get Garland internally there, and they're not going to discuss this, obviously, at least publicly, was that seen as a big setback here, and is Culver to them a bit of a consolation prize, a guy they like, but not nearly as much as they like Garland, or is this seen as a real asset? But Rami, I think that this does tell us one thing important. I think that the direction that the Wolves are going here tells us that that this is going to be, and this is not a surprise, but this is going to be a process here. Like, this is not an overnight, we just need to get a couple pieces here and and it'll be fixed. That this is the beginning of changes being made, that the roster turnover is a long way from done, and that if you expect that uh, Jared Culver's going to step on that court next year and and make an immediate impact for a team that's going to the playoffs, you're probably wrong. So, that's my takeaway. Well, as far as trying to grade the actual pick and draft, I, that stuff plays out. But I do believe that the dominoes have just started when it comes to the uh, construction of this roster, which is obviously going to be uh, done around Cat, and it should be done around Cat. But beyond that, this is, and I'm not, again, to backtrack on to what I said yesterday, I don't think we're talking about a four or five year plan here. I think it's quicker than that. But I also don't think it's a six month plan. I think Rosas has. Two different things in mind in in terms of what what personnel he's going to add this offseason. And I agree with you. I think the draft was about long term. And he basically he said that afterwards. He said that these are developmental pieces. We hope they're on the court and in the rotation helping us win right away. But it's not necessarily something that they're counting on. But I'd. I wouldn't put it past Garrison Rosas. We've heard the D'Angelo Russell rumors to try and and get some guys via free agency or via trades that are going to start the turnaround sooner rather than later. I think the Jared Culver pick and whatever they had in mind and were trying to accomplish last night, even had they gotten Darius Garland, that's a guy who's still a project. He only played five games in college before tearing his meniscus and very good shooter, really good athlete. He was ranked higher than John Morant before the college basketball season started, but a lot of work to do there. Still a lot of room between where he is and his ceiling. So even if they had gotten the guy who they seemingly were targeting with trying to move up the draft board, I still don't think that that was a move to to help them win now. He was looking at this draft because they weren't going to get into the top four where there were, or top three, I mean, where there were players who could help you immediately win basketball games. He went into this draft with an eye towards the future the future and the long term, regardless of who he got last night. And the question now becomes a very simple one. It's a difficult thing to do, but it's a simple question to ask. How are you going to get the cap room freed up to go get the pieces you want? And that's what we don't know. You know Jeff Teague can be moved, and I think he will be at some point in time here. But w- what do you want back for him? W- what do you get for him? Can you find a team in my my... You know, thought process is absolutely not. But when it comes to Wiggins, can you find a team to take him? Because that obviously changes the dynamic completely. So it's just, this reminds me so much of what the Twins did, though, in in the sense of what we discussed with uh, Phil on yesterday's show, which is there's a, there's a component to this that we simply don't know. 
We just don't know. We don't know how they're going to. And and that's also why it's not fair. And this is very, very difficult. It's difficult for people in our business. It's difficult for fans. It's probably difficult for guys who have been with with the uh, Wolves and before that the Twins for a long time. It's very difficult not to default to anything you think is screwed up, saying typical Wolves, right? Typical Wolves. Just the old Wolves. It's the same Wolves. And that's the easiest thing to do and say, and yes, every bad thing that you think happens now reminds you of previous failures. But we don't know what the plan is here, and we don't know how long that plan might take. And and there's a component to this that Rosas and his people don't know too, which is can they make the moves and can they get the cap space that they need to make those moves as quickly as possible, or is this a or is this a months long process of thinking that you're getting somewhere and then there's a setback and then you make progress. So those things all to me factor in. I want to come back to the Culver pick in just a second and why there was, and it wasn't, I don't think people were outraged or upset. There wasn't a lot of blowback to the move, but there was a reaction to it. And I want to talk about why maybe there was the reaction to it that there was, but while we're sitting here talking about what Rosas might do next and whether it's the Angela Russell or anything else, one of our listeners, Simon, just forwarded this quote to me from the uh, Zach Lowe podcast. He says, Minnesota's up to something. Minnesota's up to something. They made a move which everyone seems to like. This Culver kid will fit well with them. They have all these wings now. Obviously, they'd love to get off Wiggins. There's been a lot of Minnesota D'Angelo Russell noise, and it's not all Carl Towns commenting on Instagram because they're friends. Minnesota has communicated to the league, not the NBA league, but the league at large, that they believe they have a pathway to get D'Angelo Russell. I can't see what it is because they are capped out and have all these contracts that nobody wants, but they've communicated that. So, TBD. And Zach Lowe is as tied in as as anybody in the NBA world. He's not a Woj uh, newsbreaker per se, but he knows a lot of people in this league, and he says that Garrison Rosas and the Wolves are telling people around the league that there is a path for them to get D'Angelo Russell some way, somehow. I'm trying to think of what it possibly could be. All right, so let's say Teague's gone. That's $19 million off the books, right? Mm-hmm. He's $19 million. I mean, is there any pay? The, 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 the million-dollar question here is is Wiggins. And can you find a sucker like, I think we talked about this three days ago, Rami, can you find a sucker like the Heat who has a guy that says, I can fix him? That changes the whole dynamic entirely immediately. Absolutely. And it doesn't take an entire league to say, yeah, you know what? Andrew Wiggins can be rehabilitated into a good player. It just takes one team. But if they're co- so so is their confidence also do you think that the confidence is real or bluster? I think it's real. Okay, cuz cuz it's easy for an executive, especially a new one who thinks he can do something to get pretty confident and then, you know, get shot down, but does does Rosas have a real plan here, or does he have a plan that he thinks is going to, to work? And sometimes, ultimately, and if this takes place, we might never find out, but those plans can fall apart behind the scenes. If they can pull it off, though, that's going to... I told you, he's a hero. If, if if they can pull this off... And if D'Angelo Russell doesn't revert to Lakers form once he gets here. Because that would be very Timberwolves-like. 
But that okay. Am I right? Yes, but okay. but but to play the role of you, yeah. that is where, and this is true of the twins too. At some point in time, if we do see significant change here in the approach of things, we do need to get past our default always being, oh my God, it's the wolves. Right. They're gonna screw it up. Yeah. But last night, I felt that from people being like, okay, it's the Wolves. Should have expected this. And that's what I wanted to talk about. So they they trade up. They tried to get four. They tried to get five. They ended up with six, and they draft Jared Culver. And the reaction that we got on the Raised by Wolves Score North draft special, which you can go back and listen to, search Score North Wolves wherever you download podcasts or just go get that Score North mobile app. It's really cool. It's awesome. You can listen to whatever you want from us. You can read whatever you want from us. It's your one-stop shop for all Score North content. The reaction wasn't, I won't, I, I won't say that people were, were upset or pissed off, but there was disappointment. There was an air of disappointment in the air around the pick. Because they thought they were getting a point guard. And this, and this is why I think that some Wolves fans were disappointed. First of all, the anticipation that you were going to move up to four and get Darius Garland, who suddenly became the hot commodity in this, in this draft that shot up everybody's draft board. And the Knicks even brought him in for a last minute workout, considering taking him over RJ Barrett at three. That's how much this guy shot up draft board. So Wolves fans got their hopes up. Hey, we're going up to number four and we're going to get this new hot commodity in the NBA draft. And that's, that's appealing to you, right? So then th- there's the disappointment of not getting four. You end up with six, and you're thinking, okay, we probably can't get Garland here, but another hot name that people have been talking about in this draft is Kobe White, and he's going to fall in their lap. If if Garland doesn't, if the Cavs pass on Garland, great, we still got our guy. If not, we got Kobe White, who there's a lot of hype, a lot of talk around coming into this draft, and I think those were the two guys, once it became clear that the Wolves had a chance of moving up somewhere between four and six, they started hitting their computers and doing the research. If you didn't already know a lot about Darius Garland and Kobe White, and there's a lot of excitement out there about these two guys. So now you're thinking, okay, it's either Garland or White. And then all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere. And we even heard that Kobe White, Danny said that, that Rosas outright said he's a big fan of Kobe White and likes him there. Which, by the way, should have been telltale that they were never going to take Kobe White. Yeah, that was probably misinformation and and leading us somewhere that he wanted us to go rather than where they were actually going. So to to end up with Jared Culver, who doesn't have as much hype, didn't have as much hype around him coming into this draft, I think was the first thing that left Bucks fans a little bit disappointed. Wolves fans. What did I say? Bucks fans. Damn it. (laughs) All right, Wolves fans. It left them. Ryan Saunders doesn't coach the Bucks, and I hate you guys. Love you um, too. So, and then the second thing was everybody assumed that the Wolves were going for shooting coming into this draft. No matter who it was, somehow, some way, the Wolves were going to end up with some shooting. And Jared Culver is a thirty percent shooter from the three point line his sophomore year at Texas Tech after being thirty eight as a freshman, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And there is there is an explanation for that. First of all, he uh, went from being a shooting guard to a point guard, so he had the ball in his hands a lot more than he did his freshman year, so it changed the way teams were defending him. Specifically, it took away what he feels is one of his strengths, which is the catch and shoot, because he couldn't Sure. There was it. He lacked the element of surprise, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. that he had in his freshman year where he would get the ball and just launch it up. My question about him is this, too, and this is true of of new age sports, for sure. Do the Wolves see something in Culver that they think is eminently fixable? Right. Like, do they look at the shot? Do Because we, we as fans look at the stats, right? And we see 30% shooting from three-point range, and we say, oh, boy, that's not very good. 
teams now look at that and say, okay, that's the stat, but we can change it. Sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. But I, I did a uh, Twitter poll, actually, right after the pick was done, after the trade, obviously, was made where the Wolves moved from 11 to 6, and I just... How many votes did he get, out there, Brag to us how many how votes do you, you feel, get in your Twitter polls. How do you feel about the pick? I'm just asking, Make me I'm feel asking listeners and fans, yeah. I, but I want to know. Right. I want to know. 2,300 votes. Three hours left still. At Jay Zolgad, Z-U-L-G-A-D. Declan, what's the most votes you ever got on a poll? If you like to vote. Oh, I, I don't do them much. Honestly, the one I got a lot on was I was doing a Sunday night shift here. Mm-hmm. And it was during a, an impossible snowstorm that was coming in the middle of my shift. So I'm on from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. And it was, do I light rail it or do I risk driving my car, which isn't a far drive, but still like tough because it's a 2007 front wheel drive Toyota Camry. And uh, I got like nice endorsement 1100. Right there, yeah. By, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you want to do thir- 30 seconds or uh, so? You know what? Phil is so nice. He already cut it. It's great. Uh so I I, did, I got twelve hundred votes on it. I ended up taking the light rail and taking a light 1200? rail. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Bravo, Declan. Over over transportation of their poll. How many followers do you have? A thousand. How the hell did you get? Se- how? I, I think people just were retweeting it, and everyone was just include. I don't know, man. I think the most votes I ever got on a poll was when I did on the air Mackie and Judd with Rami when I was asking how short do dudes wear their shorts, and it was something like eight hundred votes. That's all you got. That's all I got. Not very man. popular. I'm not apparently. I got 2,300 on this poll. There might be a lot of muters from from your hashtag that you, you pro- proclaimed when you first got here, so that you might be... People might who be, can't deal with me being right? Cur- well, yeah. Hold sure. on. I'm going to unfollow you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that. what did this poll say, Judd? So I said, how do you feel about the pick? And the options were, love it, it's okay, very disappointed, terrible decision. My shorts poll was better, I'm just saying. <laughs> love it, 17%. Terrible decision, 17%. Very disappointed, 16%, which means it's okay, 49%. And I think that's how people felt. Just yeah, I, okay. I agree with you. I don't think there was a lot of passion towards it. And and I guess the narrative of who they might take that came up yesterday before the draft was basically driven by people like us. Right. So, yeah, I don't think fans were... This was not the type of draft where fans said, oh, man, if you get this piece, this component, right? And so this guy could come in and do a good job, but I just they are they are so far away, I think, from what's ultimately going to be the construction of this roster. Hmm. That this is this is a very preliminary type of move. Can I can I give you one huge complaint, though? And yeah. I, I opened Purple Daily with the same complaint, and I, I drew the parallel uh, on Purple Daily to the National Football League draft, which has its flaws, but the first round is fantastic. A little bit too long between picks, but the transactional nature of that oh, first yeah. round, just great. All right, people today are complaining, and I get why, about guys wearing hats of teams that they won't play for because the picks have been traded and they can't officially acknowledge those trades. But Rami, here's what I don't get. The Timberwolves have to put out a press release after that pick is made, essentially saying, we're working towards a deal that we can't talk about. And by the way, we also can't talk about our our new president of basketball operations is going to get up to a table and talk to you about the draft, but he can't talk about Jared Culver. Just it's fi- so stupid. But yeah, just, it's pretty but just, dumb. Just fix it. Yeah. But what's, it's an easy fix. I keep asking this question, and no one can provide an answer. What's the issue? I don't know. Like it's, nobody's giving me a good. It's all, it's all technical gobbledygook. The, yeah. The, so get your law, get your lawyers. Yeah. Get it fixed. Get it fixed by Monday. Does the league year not start till it, July sixth? That's, that's correct. Why? Yeah. So that's, that, I mean, 
that's unfortunate, but that that's why, right? Right, but it I, seems like an easy fix to me. Change the date correct. the league year starts. Well, and I, I, I'm not. I don't. I know there's probably a lot more that goes into it than that, but yeah. I feel like just putting that day on a different day on the calendar fixes it. And free agency, I get the deal. They agree to terms on July 1st. You don't announce it till July 6th. Okay, that I might fix that as well. And f- football has that problem, but the draft. This is ridiculous. The Timberwolves took Jared Culver, and they can't talk about it. The NBA is so progressive and so smart in my mind that that's what offends me here. Or even if, if this you, was hockey, I'd be like, yeah, it's hockey. It's a very hockey thing. It's a stupid thing. It's hockey. If they didn't even change the year that the league rules start, I don't even care that they're going up there and wearing the wrong hat. That's whatever. It's fine. It's a hat, and it's 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 a meaningless moment anyways when you think about it. But the fact that these guys can't get up on a podium Bingo. and address the fact that I just drafted Amen. said guy, I mean, this Amen. is absolutely ridiculous. He couldn't... He, Gerson Rosas had to avoid saying Jarrett Culver yeah. at the podium last night while he was answering questions. We knew what he was talking about. He was saying we wanted to move up. We accomplished what we wanted to do, but he couldn't say what they actually did. And how stupid is that? It's ridiculous. For a league that's very smart. It's so stupid. If your league is dumb, then I'm fine with it because you're just dumb. Like just <laughs> The NBA is not dumb. If Once the trade unofficially goes through and is approved by the league, let these guys talk about him. Amen. Gerson Rosas should have been able to talk about Jared Culver last night. That's all I want. I wanted his thoughts on Jared Culver, and he wasn't allowed to do that. 2,300 votes, three hours left. We'll hit a quick break, then we'll talk with uh, somebody who I'm sure is more popular than me on Twitter. Danny Cunningham, our Wolves reporter. That's next. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 scorenorth.com. Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you right now. I've been a business owner in my life a couple different times, actually. And so I can relate to what you go through on a daily, on an hourly, on a monthly, annual basis, that roller coaster ride and that never-ending sea of problems over here, but also the exhilaration of those incremental wins over there. You get the whole spectrum when you're a business owner. And so if you're in this group, I recommend getting to know Federated Insurance, which has over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. When you partner with Federated you get more than just a policy. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local marketing representative. You won't regret it. Federated Insurance. It's our business to protect yours. It's Chud with Rami. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Taking a quick look at your traffic, there's a crash on I-35 northbound between exit 18 to 4th Street. That's causing a seven-minute delay. There's a crash on Minnesota 100 southbound between Benton Avenue and 62. That's causing a four-minute delay. And there's also a stalled vehicle on 94 between Riverside Avenue and Cedar Avenue. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami, or more just Judd and Rami. Just Judd with Rami today. Let's not even mention that Mackie guy. Mackie. What do you get? Two shows this week? Something like that. Slacker. So my contract that I d- don't have to work with you this much, Rami, but I guess I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> 
It was in your contract, too, that you didn't have to work with me. I know. We're both taking one for the team. Exactly We're right. Taking one lot for the of, team I'm going to tell you year. right now, a lot of friction in this room. A lot of friction. Declan can attest to it. Yep. Coming up at 5, we will uh, write down predictions and uh, review predictions that we've written down in the past. It's called Write That Down, appropriately enough. Joining us right now on Mackie and Judd with Rami, though, you find his thoughts on the Minnesota Timberwolves at scorenorth.com or on the Score North mobile app. And he was part of the uh, Raised by Wolves Score North draft special last night. He is Danny Cunningham. Danny, how are you this afternoon, my friend? I'm exhausted, Rami. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We'll get you on and off quick. You can go get your first vodka and Sprite of the weekend here in about 10 minutes. You can't 10, be that exhausted. 10 minutes, Danny. What do you mean? I was exhausted, too, you know. Twins were home for nine games. I pulled through. Yeah. Getting, I'm almost 50, dude. Are we going to compare how hard we worked I'm here? Is that fi- why we brought Danny on? I'm almost 50. I'm just trying to help him out. You are old. I, yes, I am more than willing to acknowledge. I will That's be true. on November thirteenth of two thousand nineteen. I will turn fifty years old. I could almost be your father. Yes, I'm very old. Oh, you could easily be his father. You're double Danny's age. I don't, I, let me just really drive this yeah. point home. You're double his age. I like where this segment's going, Danny. You've had twenty four. What I do talk- you want for your birthday? Oh, um, that's a good question. Oh, uh, a case of beer. What kind? Yuling. Yingling. Uh, Yingling would be good, but that comes from the East Coast. You know what? Spotted cow. Go go to Wisconsin. Go back to Wisconsin from whence you came. From whence you came. And get me and get me a 24, and it's not cheap of spotted cow. It's not cheap, Danny. Why would I want to go back to Wisconsin? <laughs> Hold on a second. You asked me what I want for my birthday, and now you're arguing with me about what Danny, I want for like, my birthday? I'm sure you can find a liquor store within five minutes of Hudson. the border, which, which is less than half an hour away. You could get Judd a spot. A case of spotted cow without trying that hard thank man. you rami i expected him to want something that's convenient for me it's not your birthday it's, your it's birthday. his you are you you know what you're acting like you are my kid now <laughs> unappreciative all these years i raised you and now i'm turning 50 and you're going and you want me to make your life easy he's gonna get you a crappy eye <laughs> yeah, exactly some socks that's what, father, that's what fatherhood's like just well, exactly why I'm not a father. <laughs> Danny, I talked to you uh, uh, throughout the show last night on the Raised by Wolves draft special, and then in the immediate aftermath of the Culver pick, you've had almost 24 hours now to digest it. What do you think about the pick today? I still think that when they traded up for that number 6 selection, they did so with Darius Garland in mind and not Jared Culver. I think that, that my understanding is that they had a, a tiered system where obviously Zion Williamson and John Morant and RJ Bear were never going to fall to them. They were always going to be the top three picks. So those guys were never really on the Timberwolves board just because of that. It didn't make sense to waste the space with their name. But I, I have heard that, that Culver was their guy that they wanted or not, or Garland, excuse me, was the guy that they wanted. And then, Culver was a little bit below him, so they're happy with what they got at number six, but it uh, it wasn't the, the plan that they had, but I think that they're happy with what they came away with. That being said, then, do you think that they're disappointed, or, or is this such a sort of fluid-in-progress plan that they, they would have liked to have Garland, but because he certainly would be far from a final piece, it's really not that big a deal to them? I think that they're happy either way. I don't think that, that Garland was going to come in and save the franchise. I don't think he was going to ask to be, and Jared Culver's not being asked to do that either. So I don't think that because this is not the final piece, as you bring up, Judd, that they are happy with this pick. He's someone that should be able to contribute right away. He's someone that could turn into an all-star type player. He's got a long way to go to get there, but he could develop into that kind of talent. And when the Wolves 
thought about trading up from number 11 to number 6. They did so with the, the thought in mind that if we're going to do this, we have to be able to get someone that we think could turn into a star. If they're comfortable with Jared Culver potentially being a star, then they're going to do it, and they're going to be happy with what they have. I think most people assume that if it wasn't Garland that fell to them at six, then surely it would be Kobe White who they drafted. Do you have any indication as to why they like Garland over White? I haven't heard directly as to why. I mean, I can kind of infer that they didn't view White as a guy that could turn into a star. That's that's what all signs point to, because if they felt that way about Garland and not about White, it, it sounds to me like they feel as if Darius Garland was going to be a star and they feel like Jared Culver could be a star and that Kobe White might not have that star potential. There are certainly some things about Culver's game that do appeal to the Wolves. He's a good defender. He can turn into a better shooter than he was in college. If you look at his numbers as a freshman at Texas Tech when he wasn't really tasked with being the entirety of their offense, he was a much better, more efficient scorer than he was as a sophomore. So there are certainly plenty of things to like about his game, and the Wolves do feel as if they got a uh, they got a strong pick there. And with with Kobe White, it's maybe he wasn't the best fit, and they weren't exactly drafting for need. They were drafting again on that star potential, and if they just didn't see it in White, they didn't see it. What is your, uh, Danny Cunningham, reckless speculation about what's next now? Because this is, you know, this, I think you talked about uh, quite a bit on Thursday. This is a fluid plan. This is a plan that's going to be built around Cat, but the uh, deconstruction of this roster certainly could be uh, fairly extensive. What do you think is next for Gerson Rosas? So last night at the the headquarters at Mayo Clinic Square, we were all given a sheet with all 30 picks in the first and second round, and then we were also given a sheet that had the names of every player that played the that was on the end of season roster for the Wolves, and we could cross Dario Saric off that list. I think that there are going to be quite a few names that are also across that list between now and when training camp starts. I don't know that I have the next move that the Wolves are going to make, but I think it's going to be a very busy summer for them. I think this roster is going to look quite a bit different when we reconvene for training camp in September and then maybe even more different when they start playing games that count in mid-October. This team's going to be a team that's in on D'Angelo Russell. I don't know the likelihood that they can pull that off, but I do think that they're going to be a team that continues to be mentioned with Russell. And obviously that's something that'll appease Carl Anthony Towns, but he's a pretty good backcourt mate for Towns, and he could be a, a focal point for this franchise, and they could start building a winner if they've got – Culver, who could turn into an all-star. Towns, who's already an all-NBA caliber player. And then D'Angelo Russell, who was an all-star this past year. You've got a pretty formidable trio right there. Uh, Zach Lowe said on his podcast today, Danny, that Gerson Rosas has been telling people around the league that they have a path to D'Angelo Russell. Do you see a path to D'Angelo Russell without trading Andrew Wiggins? Is that a possibility? It's difficult. It's going to be difficult to get D'Angelo Russell without giving up assets. Uh, but it, I'm sure it's possible the Wolves have some really smart people in that front office who are, are far smarter than I in terms of Don't sell yourself creativity short. and, no, that's and true. things like that. Yeah, yeah it's true. But this, I'm old and, and he's not that and smart. There's a reason why I'm talking to you guys <laughs> and not trying to figure out a D'Angelo Russell trade. If I were that smart, uh, I'm confident Gerson Rosas would have found me and hired me as an assistant general manager. 
Take me down the path of potentially clearing enough salary cap space to get him, though. It does that just involve the elimination of Teague from the roster? So not not the ideal. But if you simply sat down and said we have to clear enough salary cap space to give ourselves a legitimate chance to get Russell, what would that look like? Well, because it would be a sign and trade, it's not that cut and dry. As oh, well, you need to just clear space to make it happen. It would probably be that science trade, especially because he's a restricted free agent with Brooklyn right now. Now, should they renounce his rights because they feel as if Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are coming, maybe that complicates things a little bit more and makes it less likely for the Wolves because then the Nets would not need to be uh, a sign-and-trade partner and D'Angelo Russell could go get however much money he wants elsewhere from a team like maybe Boston or Indiana or someone else. So. I, I don't know that I have the direct avenue. It, it probably does involve Jeff Teague. I can't imagine paying D'Angelo Russell upwards of $25 million a year while also paying Jeff Teague $19 million for this next year. It would, it would involve getting rid of him. It would probably involve moving some other pieces. Maybe a, a guy like Josh Kogi could be an asset that's used to try and sweeten the deal here. It's, there are a lot of different possibilities, and I don't have my finger on the one that would be best for the Wolves right now, but it probably does involve Jeff Teague in some way, shape, or form. Danny, before we let you go, I know you love the NBA rumor mill, and this is the uh, first significant tidbit dropped post-NBA draft. It's not a Woj bomb, surprisingly enough. This is Mark Stein, who says numerous teams and agents believe Al Horford has a four-year offer awaiting him in free agency worth an estimated $112 million. Sources with knowledge of the Mavericks thinking continue to insist that such a deal will not be coming from Dallas. Free agency starts in eight days. Who, if you had to guess right now, Danny, do you think has four years and $112 million waiting on the table for Al Horford when free agency starts? I think that that, with that kind of space, it's hard for me to say the Lakers have that kind of offer because, but they do make sense for a basketball standpoint. Sure. Just because of what their cap space is looking like. So I feel as if that rules them out as well. Maybe it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn could be in on, maybe it's Kyrie Irving and Al Horford and then they still have money left over and they could do something else and and really build a really strong team for the Nets. But I'm not entirely sure. It's, kind of crazy that he's leaving Boston, or at least that's what it sounds like. And a lot of things can change. It is June 21st, and free agency doesn't start for another eight days. So a lot can change between now and then. It's surprising that Dallas is saying it's not them. It also wouldn't surprise me if it is Dallas. Uh, and it's hard to believe everything that you hear. So there, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it's Dallas. Maybe if L.A. figures out a way to get a little bit more cap space the Lakers, maybe it's the Nets. I can't imagine it being the Clippers, but hey, you never know. So it's it could be a number of different teams. Follow him on Twitter at RealDCunningham. Read his work at scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app, and hear him on Raised by Wolves, also available at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Appreciate it, Danny. Go get your first vodka and Sprite of the weekend, sir. You earned it. See you, kid. Anyt- anytime, guys. There is Danny Cunningham. Again, check out his work at scorenorth.com. We had been planning to uh, talk twins in this next segment. Oh, yeah. But Kyrie Irving. (laughs) It's pretty good. We knew he was crazy. Yes. Is he crazy enough to do this is the question we're going to ask next on Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Hey, Minnesota Sports and Shud with Rami. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. 
quick look at your traffic. We have a crash on I-35 northbound between County Road C and County Road D. Also a crash on 35W North between 50th Street and 46th Street in South Minneapolis. As well as a crash on Minnesota 100 southbound between Benton Avenue and Highway 62. Thank you, Declan, Mackey, and Judd with Rami on the all-news Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Coming up at 5, we will uh, review things we've written down in the past, write down new predictions. It's called Write That Down. We do it every Friday at 5 o'clock. You can get your Write That Down predictions into us. Just tweet them at Score North with the hashtag Write That Down, and uh, we'll get those in for you coming up at Five o'clock. Uh, Kyrie Irving is an odd dude, right? Are we all in agreement on that? Correct. Weird dude. Weird dude. Yeah, hard to figure I'm out. I'm weird, but that guy is out there. Flat earther for sure. Completely believes it. If this is true, though, he's the weirdest dude that's ever played in the NBA, or at least one of the weirdest dudes who've ever played in the NBA. This is a clip from the Zolak and Bertrand show on 98.5 The Sports Hub in Boston. Okay. And they think... I'm sorry, what was that? No, you're good. You're good. I jumped the gun. They think that this is Kyrie Irving calling in as somebody named Mikey to defend Kyrie Irving. Play the clip, Declan. Having it out for him? Because I'm like, I don't don't think the fans really had it out for Kyrie. Maybe not until the end, but let's hear it. Let's go to uh, Mikey and Waltham. Mikey. Mikey. Hey, um, so I was just calling in saying that with such a rare talent like Kyrie, it's such a shame that the... The fans didn't welcome welcome him in more. Um, talents like those are so rare, they don't come by fast. And I think it serves us right that now he's gone and look at what we're left with. Okay, so that's that was the phone call. Right. Right? right? Yes. And then later, like though the hosts are pretty puzzled, like, I think that was Kyrie Irving. So what they did was they took the phone call from that audio and then they synced it up with, you know, a press conference from from Kyrie side by side. Hold on, hold on, hold on, before we do. Is it Kyrie on the phone or just Kyrie speaking? Nope, Kyrie speaking. All right. With such a rare talent like Kyrie. And then you start figuring out what is important to you off the floor. It's such a shame that the the fans didn't welcome welcome him in more. It'll it'll be an unbelievable experience for something new. Um, Talents like those are so rare, they don't come by fast. Oh, it's him. I think it serves us right that now he's gone and look at what we're left with. Not only to us as individuals, but us as a collective group and a team. That's amazing. That sounded like Jim Ross in the background. My God, it's Kyrie Irving. I think it's Kyrie Irving. And don't do the table. Good God You're almighty. Oh, my God, they've killed The courage. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? I can't tell. I'm not definitive. See what they no, should have done. Not definitive. At what all. they should have done. It's hard to decipher a a live interview voice versus a phone voice. The phone does things to our voice that makes it sound different. They should have run that soundbite through a phone to more accurately oh, compare yeah. the two. If I was working with yeah, Zolak and Bertrand, that's I, what I would have told them a, to do. That's you, a savvy producer. You move run right that there. soundbite through the phone and compare phone voices because like a phone it. voice versus a live voice are different. Slightly different, but different. And awful what they did, I can't tell. Can the you? cadence is similar. Yep. Now, two things that I caught. One, they brought up on the Dan Lebetard show already this morning when they were trying to decipher this tape and whether or not it's Kyrie Irving. Um, 
I don't want to stereotype, and they didn't want to stereotype on the Dan Levitard show this morning, but all I'll say is that didn't sound like the voice of a guy of someone who would go by the name Mikey. That's okay. Right? Yeah. Am I crazy in saying that? Am I, am I, well, am I painting with too broad a brush to say that, Declan? What, that, that what if his name was Declan? Would that would that would have gotten away with that? That also doesn't sound like the voice <laughs> of a guy named Declan. Okay, so here here's what I could see. I could see it far. I could see Kyrie being involved, but Kyrie would have enough friends to put somebody up to it to do that. Yeah, he, Donald Trump has enough people to put up need, to pretend to be somebody else and call and be his publicist, but he did it himself. That's true. That's true. I'm just throw, I'm just throwing out there that I am not definitively sure that that is indeed. It's a great bit, yeah. and it might be, but I can't tell you. I don't come to the conclusion of that's Kyrie Irving. Okay. For sure. The other thing I caught, Declan, play it from the beginning again. The beginning okay. of the call again, if you could please. Sure. There is a stumble in here. Okay. That leads me to believe that this might be Kyrie Irving. I'll tell you where it is. And but All right. let's hear it. Let's go to uh, Mikey and Waltham. Mikey. Mikey. Hey. Um. So I was just calling in saying that with such a rare talent like Kyrie, it's such a shame that the the fans didn't welcome welcome him in more. Stop it right there. Okay. He stopped. I think he was about to say, didn't welcome me in more. All right, let's, I, let's hear it one more time. Stop. So I was just calling in saying that with such a rare talent like Kyrie, it's such a shame that the the fans didn't welcome so you, you think he... I think he was about to say, welcome himself. me and more. Caught himself. Oh, you might gosh. be right. I would, restarted listen, it and said, welcome if him more. If you're asking me, would I put this past Kyrie Irving? The answer is absolutely not. Right. It would not surprise... If we found out that that was him, it would not surprise me one bit. It just, but just as far as, as my veteran voice analysis talents go, and I've watched a lot of TV shows on which voice analysis is important, I can't tell you for sure. But if he's do, if if this turns out to be him... I'll be surprised for zero seconds. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. He's that weird. He's weird and crazy enough to do that. And this isn't as, would this be even worse than the Kevin Durant burner account incident? What yeah, be, for sure. This would be worse than that. For sure. Yeah. If you're, uh, well, if he's doing it himself too, that's that's the agreed. Now, if, if this turned out to be a buddy of Kyrie's and Kyrie got his friend to do it, that in itself is funny and a good little story. Yeah. But if this is really Kyrie calling up the sports hub, that's that. Yeah, that you, separates it. Can too. you imagine if Andrew Wiggins called in here, like trying to defend himself as Andrew Wiggins, as Chucky? Yeah, as, in, like, hey, guys, as Bill. Chucky. That starts with the premise that Andrew would have to care enough about what people <laughs> think about him to call us. Touche, touche. Kyrie, that's actu- true. Kyrie that actually true. probably does care enough, or yeah. he certainly does care enough. Right. Well, he cares enough about what people think of him. Correct. Andrew Wiggins doesn't care. Andrew Wiggins' biggest, the first flaw that he carries as a person is he doesn't care. Right. Kyrie maybe cares Kyrie cares too, too much. much. And Durant does, too. They're on opposite ends of that spectrum. And Durant is, too. Durant cares way too much. That is hilarious if it was him. Oh, it's great? It's great. That yes. is just a great story. If and I'm not dismissing him. it. I, I'm just, I'm saying that because of the reasons that you brought up and that not being run through a phone, I can't tell. They should have run that. But you're right. It is a little weird that he stopped. He did. He definitely stopped on what could have been me. If they didn't have a phone call of his to play, you just run that soundbite through a phone and you play should it call that the way. sports hub and tell them do that. Do it this way. How did somebody not come up with that idea? 
Neither that, Zolak nor Bertrand, I wouldn't. nor any of their producers came up with that would. idea. I don't think I would. Really? You did. You should call them up and tell them you yeah. screwed up. Which, Go for it. That's a great tackle. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> By all means. I don't know if that's just their names, but that's a great sports talk radio show name. What? Zolak and Bertrand. Well, it's the, for, the former... Sounds like uh, a segment on Space Ghost. It's the former... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Space Ghost Coast to Coast segment. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're right. It's the former Patriots uh, backup QB, right? Oh, yeah, that's Scott right. Steve, yeah, Scott oh. Who is, is Is he now the uh, the analyst on Patriots radio broadcast, I believe? Is he? I don't know. Sure. I think he might be. And, and he's also a fill-in on the Space Ghost Coast to Coast there program, too. Yeah, that, that's Zolak. I thought they were on W-E-E-I. He's yeah, on I think that's right. the Sports Hub. Oh, then I thought he was. But anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that's him. Mm-hmm. It's I, really, I really hope that's Kyrie. I, I hope that we find out somehow definitively that that so, was Kyrie, just for my own entertainment purposes. So if you're the Brooklyn Nets, and you're about to sign this guy, how can you not have serious thoughts about it? Oh, I wouldn't care. That's the other thing I was about to say. It wouldn't stop me, yeah. not for a second. He's good enough where I don't think it matters. I, I mean, really, that, that stuff doesn't matter. And also, but I don't. I, I don't think he scares me. I don't. As look, far as a player goes, he. I, I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd want anything to do with him unless he was a very supporting role player. He's who a could li- be a star. As a he's a little out there. There's no denying that Kyrie Irving is a little a bit out there. Out there but is he a bad guy? I don't think Kyrie Irving is a bad guy. Is I, is he the centerpiece of a championship team? He could like, be you, he could be part of a big big two or big three or whatever it's going to take in this this new era of of post warriors. Well, if I had him, dynasty, um, yeah, I think he could be part of a big two or a big three. And really, all I care about, mm-hmm. like, and I know this is going to sound weird. I don't even care if he rubs the fans the wrong way because w- if we start winning titles, oh, yeah. Yeah, they won't no, care. No, I agree with that. They won't care if he rubs you the wrong way as long as he can get along with teammates and other superstars in this league. But that's my question. I think he does. I mean, he's. He's one of Kevin Durant's best friends. Okay, because he is. Because he and Durant are a lot alike. Though. He's bridged that relationship now with LeBron James. They're back in good graces with each other. But he, they're not. They don't have to play together as teammates. But though. they might. There are rumors that if, well, if I'd be very LA curious to can see free up the cap I'd be space, very, I'd be very curious to see how how that would work if you put them back in the same room for eighty plus games. I don't think the stuff that we care about that rubs us the wrong way about Kyrie Irving. I don't know that guys in NBA locker rooms care about any of that, I think and that's that, really all that matters. I think that if Durant hadn't got hurt, the potential combination in Brooklyn of Kyrie and Durant could have been great fun to watch, but I think it would have been a gong show behind the scenes. It would have been fun. Oh, just for like us that, it would be fun. Just like if that phone call really was Kyrie. But I wouldn't, want to coach, <laughs> I wouldn't want to coach those two. That's a lot of fun. No. It's good stuff. I'm going to call into a show I'm not hosting on Score North and defend myself as somebody else. Actually, that's a great idea. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> if we can get if we can get a phone line on the Judd's hockey show, yeah, by all means, Danny Cunningham would have a field day if that were the case. <laughs> I'm just trying to get on really the hockey might show. Do that. I might call in as Mikey. Mikey, to Mikey. The Mikey. Twins show about Mikey. Here What's your day? dog's name, Rami? And talk about putting a roof on it. <laughs> of course you would, Rami. What's your What's your dog's name? Osgood. Osgood. Call it as Osgood. I call it as Ozzy. Isn't it? Wasn't it Tim Lincecum that got busted for selling for for mailing weed to his house in his dog's name like yeah. eight years ago? Oh, I forgot about so that. That's a veteran move there, Cotton. Good for him. <laughs> we'll hit a quick break, and then we will uh, review predictions we've written down in the past. Hold each other accountable. We will make new predictions and write those down as well. The segment is appropriately enough called. Write that down, and it's next on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Hall of Fame baseball.